There had been abuse in my family, but it was mostly musical in nature. lover's lament crap. I want something peppy, something happy, something up-tempo. I want something snappy. As we welcome the new year, we'd like to look back at 2015 the best way we know how, through the music. I'm Greg Cott. And I'm Jim DeRogatis. Greg and I present our annual mixtapes with some of our favorite songs of the year. And we'll talk about this year's surprising musical trend, Back from the Past. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and time now to look back at 2015. Greg, that's a little bit of a track called Hit the Lights by Metallica. A reissue of its very first demo tape was the best-selling release of this year's Record Store Day. It wasn't a vinyl release. It was this replica of Metallica's first demo, the the one that got them signed on a good old C60 cassette tape. (laughs) And cassette tapes were back in a big way in 2015. Yes, Jim. You know, we do this show every year where we celebrate our annual mixtapes, and we're going to get to that later on in the show. But let's pause to think about the technology of a quote-unquote mixtape. It's an anachronism. Most people are making, you know, iTunes or Spotify playlists now, or perhaps they're still burning things to CD. You don't see a lot of cassette mixtapes anymore. We've talked a lot about the resurgence of vinyl in the uh, last few years, but believe it or not, one of the technology trends of 2015 has been the cassette. I mean, more and more bands and labels are starting once again to release music on tape. You can walk into an Urban Outfitters right now and pick up a Lana Del Rey cassette or a Run the Jewels tape. To discuss this new old cassette trend, we're joined by Steve Stepp. He owns National Audio Company, a cassette manufacturer based in Springfield, Missouri. Steve, welcome to Sound Opinions. Thank you for having me. Greg and Jim, hello to you. Uh, So, Steve, National Audio Company's been around since 1969. You must be one of the last surviving cassette companies in America. We are the last major uh, manufacturer of audio cassettes. There are several other small manufacturers in North America, both in the uh, States and in Canada. We probably do 95% of all the audio cassettes manufactured in the Western Hemisphere, and we have our, our hands in the other 5%. I think that's amazing that there's any competition at all in the cassette industry at this point. I mean, you've got to be blowing some of our listeners' minds right now, Steve. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, you've got some very loyal, longtime customers for all of these uh, companies, and we want all of those uh, customers to be happy and to be satisfied and be comfortable where they are. best way to do that is to support our competition and keep them in business as well. How many customers are we talking about? We have about 30,000 accounts that we duplicate audio cassettes for. I can't tell you even how many we make uh, blank tapes for, but we duplicate for about 30,000 accounts, uh, both uh, major and independent record labels, independent bands. Uh, We deal with a lot of publishing houses, people who do magazines and books for the blind and visually handicapped, and uh, testing services. If you can record it, we put it on audio cassette.
you know, I don't want to seem biased, but but it's easier to understand the blooming nostalgia and fondness and love for vinyl yes, uh, than it is to you know the the misbegotten C60 C90. <laughs> Have you got any theories about this? Why are people loving cassettes anew? I think it's the same reason. The number one, we have a generation of people who were raised uh, listening to MP3s uh, through earbuds, and they thought that's what music sounded like. And then they got out some of that old vinyl or some of those old cassettes that uh, their dad or their grandpa or their mother had had, and they listened and they said, wow, that's what music's supposed to sound like. <laughs> you know, they heard the harmonics and the full dynamic range of forty to 20,000 cycles, and it wasn't all compressed. Vinyl and tape tend to sound very much alike as far as their, uh, their analog uh, sound, the warmth, and the presence. The second thing is the nostalgia. But this is an odd thing because the demographic group driving the return to tape and vinyl is the under 35 age group. So it's not really nostalgia. It's the desire to hold something in your hand, to be able to read that record jacket or the J card out of your audio cassette to collect these things. Uh, it's that as well as the, the preference for the analog sound. Part two of this, Steve, is, okay, you're making the cassettes, but you obviously need something to play the cassettes on. That's right. I mean, are they still manufacturing cassette recorders? I mean, are Walkmans still being made? I mean, what are people playing these cassettes on? Well, I, I don't know about Walkmans, but I do know that TAC Tascam has gone back into manufacturing uh, the high-end line of audio cassette uh, players and recorders that they had manufactured before. This began, I believe, back in the end of 2014 and has been going on all this year. In fact, we actually sell that product, and many other people do. But you can still buy the double cassette decks that you transfer from one tape to the other on. You can buy those that are combined with turntables for vinyl and, by the way, CDs, uh, and those that uh, connect with your computer and interface. So I would like to see somebody going back into building a Walkman-type player. I don't know of that at this time, but I think there certainly is a market, and uh, those people who have the tooling should maybe consider going back into that. Yeah, it seems like it would sell just as certain turntables now are coming it back. It definitely would, yes. Yeah. So, okay, 30,000 accounts, Steve. Obviously, some of this is bigger labels, bigger mm-hmm. accounts. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, how closely do you work with your staffers who are getting, you know, orders from indie bands or indie rappers for 500 or 1,000 cassettes? I mean, are you surprised by some of the creative requests that are coming your way? No. I work very closely with that. In fact, I actually do many of the quotations. Every job is individual. Every job is unique. And I'm not surprised at all at the at the unique nature of all these uh, projects. Part of this is also, uh, especially with the indie bands and the indie record labels, the artwork on the cassette, the artwork on the J-card is uh, a very important part of the product, mm. and it's part of the of the allure of the product and the popularity of the product with the end users. Yeah, it's 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 a bigger palette to work on. Yes, a lot of the vinyl pressing that's being done today comes with a little card that if yeah. you also want to download it, you can yes, do it. Sir. Did you guys do that as well? We do. So many of my cassettes, when they get gummed up, I stick my pencil in and I turn <laughs> it by. I, I like being able to do that because you cannot do that with an MP3. Is that the right way, Steve? I've it's always wanted old, to ask somebody. The old square barrel bick. That's uh, the tried and true method. That's how you wind the slack out of an audio cassette. All right. Now okay, we know. Good, good to know. The question has good been answered by an expert. Excellent. There you go. What about yourself, Steve, your listening habits? Do you actually listen to tapes? Do you make tapes? Yes, uh, I do uh, at home. Uh, my car, unfortunately, does not have a cassette deck, and that's something we need to work on. I know that <laughs> 
a few years ago, Chrysler would offer you, uh, you could get a cassette deck combination with your CD player and, uh, and so on on your car if you ordered it from the factory, but it wasn't on the showroom floor. So I'd like to see those come back in cars, and I think if this uh, retro movement uh, continues to catch hold, and I believe it will, that you will see that option. But uh, I listen to cassettes at home. Uh, uh, quite often I get home pretty late, and uh, uh, you know, I happen to be a model railroader. I go down in the basement and, and work on my old electric trains and listen to my cassettes. So how retro can that be? <laughs> I would imagine one of the issues here is uh, will there be an industry around it, uh, an infrastructure that will develop to maintain the cassette industry? I mean, we're talking about things like repair parts or competent you know, production workers. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to train everybody, and all of our equipment uh, is uh, what we call orphans. Not only do the companies not build these models anymore, most of the companies that built the equipment are gone. So we have basically accumulated all the new parts for all of our cassette loaders and our cassette duplicators. We make the parts that we cannot replace with off-the-shelf parts. Uh, Unfortunately, all the local sources of audio cassette tape have gone out of business, and we rely on overseas uh, supplies. So we will be making our own tape in this country within two years. Keeping the raw materials rolling is going to be the challenge, and I think we've got a good handle on that. So the cassette, you think, has got legs. I mean, you, uh, you're, you, you, the pull quote from you, Steve, is that this is a business plan based on stubbornness and stupidity. Absolutely. <laughs> we are too stubborn to quit and too stupid to know that the cassette is dead. It's got 52 years of life behind it, and we are increasing sales at the rate of approximately 20% a year right now. And on the average, we'll have anywhere from 250 to 450 releases working in the plant here on any given day. We've been talking with Steve Stepp, the owner of National Audio Company in Springfield, Missouri. Thanks for being our guest on Sound Opinion, Steve. You are welcome. Thank you, Greg and Jim. It's been a pleasure. And we want to hear from you. What do you think of the cassette revival? Are you ready to break out your Walkman and your collection of singles? Give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art, many do's and don'ts. First of all, you're using someone else's poetry to express how you feel. This is a delicate thing. You're listening to Sound Opinions. It is the end of the year, and in addition to capping our best albums of the year, Greg, we like to make a year-end mixtape. There's all these stray songs. Some are singles, some are just tunes that jumped out at us. We kept coming back to, I think we are equal partners, but you are the master of the mixtape. I don't even try to compete. I have fun with mine. I'll explain how I did it later. But you, you're obsessed by this. You start thinking, I think, on January 2 about the mixtape for the coming year. (laughs) I admire that. How, How did you do this year's? I always build my mixtape around a few songs, Jim. There's a few songs that really emotionally hit me right where I live, and they carry me through the year in some ways. They're, they're signposts for the year. And then I start building themes around those songs. What do those songs mean to me? What do, why do I like them so much? Why do they resonate? And in some ways, they encapsulate the year for me. I think they hit me because whatever's happening in my personal life, whatever's happening in the world, I sort of try to bring that into, in, into the mixtape. This year's story was, was kind of a simple one. This whole idea of the line from 
inaction to action, to, you know, doing something about something that you feel is wrong or, or not going right in your life versus throwing your hands up and saying, I can't do anything to, to improve it. And it went from some personal matters. You know, I'm watching my, my mother go through some difficult times right now with her health and watching what's happening in the world right now. A kid in Chicago getting shot 16 times by a, by a police officer. These kind of things have a huge impact on your life. And, and part of it is like, oh, that's just, that's just the way the world is. You can just sort of throw your hands up and sort of crawl back in your hole, or you can, you can do something about it, starting, starting with yourself. So I think the theme of the mixtape was, was that. I, I titled it Why Does It Shake after one of my favorite songs of the year, the Detroit band Proto Martyr, and it sort of built up to that theme. And the couple of songs I want to play from the mixtape kind of go together. 11th Dream Day, one of my favorite bands of all time, had a tremendous year with a new album. And the song that I want to play from it to kick off the mixtape is called Go Tell It. Rick Rizzo, the main songwriter in the band, sort of appropriating the theme from an old spiritual, an old black spiritual, Go Tell It on the Mountain, right? He just titles it Go Tell It. And I think it's almost like a call to action. It's like, get off your butt, do something followed by a track from another band that we haven't heard from in a while, Slater Kinney, with Surface Envy. I, I think their album was, was a good one, and I think this track in particular talks about the solidarity of what people can do together versus individual inertia. The individual is one thing, crawl back in your hole, you know, I, I feel powerless, but what, what can we do together? The key line for me on that song, Surface Envy, is only together do we break the rules. It's a really powerful anthem in that regard. So here's 11th Dream Day with Go Tell It, followed by Slater Kinney with Surface Envy on Sound Opinion.
couple of songs from our 2015 mixtape, Call to Action from 11th Dream Day and Slater Kinney. 11th Dream Day with Go Tell It and Surface Envy from Slater Kinney. We're going to take a quick break on sound opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX and then more of my favorite songs of the year. Word of life on severed tree I picked it up and took a swing My pastor told us don't you worry Even Zacchaeus found his glory Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott, and that is the uh, theme for my 2015 mixtape, Why Does It Shake, a song from Proto-Martyr. Uh, your theme, as I get it, is questioning the universe. It's, it's deep. It's existential. <laughs> I love these stories you come up with every year. Well, Jim, thank you. And I think really the theme for me is like this feeling of powerlessness. The world is so overwhelming sometimes. Kids getting shot and... And, and people dying in the streets and, and Terrorism pers- personal and problems. Global you know. warming. And, yes. Yeah. And, and you feel powerless against that, but they, you don't have to feel that way. And I think these songs are, are empowering songs in, each in their own way. The next sequence of songs I'm going to play address that. The first is from an Atlanta artist named Rory, who I happened to catch at one of the festivals in, in Chicago over the summer and, and, and delivered a great set. In particular, this song that I'm going to play, Devil's Whisper. It addresses some of the themes that are, are cropping up in a lot of these African-American albums that came out in the last year. The Angelo record, the Kendrick Lamar record, the Vince Staples record. We're at war with ourselves. You know, let's, let's get past this. Uh, that's the central question that's being asked and addressed here in Rory's Devil's Whisper. And then an artist with a Swedish and Gambian roots. Her name is Senabo C. And she came out with a debut album earlier this year that I really loved, in particular the track that I'm going to play, Younger. And it's basically this idea that I'm not going to bow down. You are not going to bring me down. I refuse to have you break me. This idea of resilience and continuing on in the face of adversity bubbles through this song. And then finally... From one of my favorite artists of all time, Jill Scott, haven't been heard from in quite a while, came out with a great single over the summer that is being billed as a prelude to an album that she is hopefully releasing in 2016. Mm. The name of the song is Closure, and I love it. It is one of the best songs that Jill Scott has done in recent memory. And again, this song is saying, I want more. I want a deeper connection. I want more out of this than I'm getting right now. So this desire to like fight through the inertia to get something more out of life. 
So let's kick it off with Devil's Whisper from Rory, followed by Sanabo C with Younger, finally with Jill Scott and Closure on Sound Opinions. Boy, trying to rule the world, I see. <laughs> well, young boy, I can give you everything. Diamond, everything you touch can be. You gotta listen to me I'll tell the truth I promise you This world may frown upon the things I have you do But I got taste And I got style I know the twist and turns to make your life worth There's a conclusion to my illusion, I assure you this. There's no end to this confusion if you let it wish. You well sold to sell, highest bidders, can't you tell what you're getting? There is a light to all this darkness, I will tell you this. There's redemption in you, asking them just why it is some answers are better left than spoken when you know you ain't getting. Oh, you ain't getting any Younger, younger, younger Are you? 
There's a light to all this darkness if only we fight against them telling us how we should be. I'm Greg Cott, and you're listening to a little bit of my mixtape of my favorite songs of 2015 on Sound Opinions. from Jill Scott. Previously to that was Younger from Senabo C. And then Devil's Whisper, Rory, kicked it off. Those songs are all from my 2015 mixtape. To check out our complete mixes, go to soundopinions.org and tell us what songs define 2015 for you. Call 888-859-1800. When we come back after a quick break on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX, I'm going to unveil my mix of the year. 
yourself Greedy, go get a gone Luxury of stuff I've seen you in the hall Dancing with myself I get into my bed I do it to myself Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner over there, the maestro of the mixtape, is Greg Cott. This is our annual mixtape show, wherein Greg spends like like 300 hours coming up with this grand theme, and I basically hit <laughs> shuffle mode, okay? I think there's two ways that we both listen to music, Greg. We take in so much music over the course of the year. Um, if I'm reviewing an album, I will have it on repeat mode, nonstop, and maybe listen 12 times over the course of two or three days. Everything I'm doing from when I get up to when I go to bed, washing the dishes, you name it, right? I'm listening all the time. Then the other times when I'm just wanting a soundtrack for fun, I hit shuffle mode. And all this music that's on my laptop you know, you get what Brian Eno would call happy accidents, right? All of a sudden, a ferocious song by Les Butcherettes leads into a song by Fetty Wap, right? You know? yeah. And it's just insane. I love that. I love the diversity of all this music. So if we were giving you this on, on a shiny disc that I burned on CD, I would encourage you to play it on, on shuffle mode, all right? That's the theme of my mix this year. And I am calling my mix Here Come the Warm Jets. Eno alert again. Yes. Ding. All right. But this is a double. <laughs> this double is a ding. double ding, Greg. <laughs> because I'm going to lead off with Here Come the Warm Jets cover of that classic Eno song by Glenn Mercer of the Feelies, another of my all-time favorite bands, Jersey Homeboys, okay? Glenn put out his second-ever solo album this year called Incidental Hum, a wonderfully inventive collection of guitar-driven, mostly instrumental tracks that hops from Ennio Morricone to Jimi Hendrix, everything in between. One of the greatest guitarists in rock today, horribly underappreciated. I think he's a genius. I'm going to lead into Les Butcherettes from there, Oil the Shoe If the Critter Knew Any Better. A Raw Youth is the third album from this Mexican band, led by one Terry Genderbender. Just ferociously raw art pop. A little more new wave, a little more polish on this record, but they get better and better. Every one of their records has wound up on my year-end best list. And I've had this recurring fantasy all year, right? Mm. That Terry Genderbender is trapped in an elevator for just two minutes <laughs> with Donald Trump, okay? Because the themes of her music are relations between men and women, she is ferociously feminist, and relations between the United States of America and Mexico. And uh, she is proudly Mexican, and she realizes you know, how much we have to gain from each other, these two great nations, which some people are refusing to realize, right? Uh, I love that song. 
Another tune I love, it's just a pop hit. Alicia Cara is a young Italian woman who lives in Canada. She has made this blue-eyed soul record, Know It All. Came out on the Def Jam label. It is just beginning to garner some buzz for the first single here. A young powerhouse voice, uh, I think is a far, far better record than Adele. And this is a talent we're going to hear more from in 2016. Then there's the Decemberists. Now, one of our listeners named the Decemberists' seventh album, What a Terrible World, What a Beautiful World, one of the turkeys of the year doing the turkey shoot. I think it's suffering from the fact that it came out so early in 2015 and that the Decemberists have been around for a long time, Mm -hmm. seven years, that people just take this band for granted. But everybody in the theater world talks about that dropping or breaking of the fourth wall. Uh, And I think it's very rare in music where you have a musician step forward and say, I'm going to talk to you directly now and tell you what I'm trying to do creatively. On the song, the singer addresses his audience. Decemberist leader Colin Malloy is talking to us. He's saying, you know, basically... Uh, we had a change. We've been around a long time. We're doing something new, although they're not doing anything new. They're, they're doing more of that wonderful melodic orchestral pop that they've always given us. I just love how smart and how literary and how melodic always the Decemberists are. I thought this was a great record. I don't understand people who didn't love it. I like it too. Yeah, you did like it, right? Uh, Finally, Greg, I'm going to wrap up with another album that I think uh, got taken for granted this year. The Alabama Shakes, with their debut uh, record, Boys and Girls, made such a splash for this incredible voice that Brittany Howard has and the great modern, you know, these these kids are barely out of their teens, but the, the way that they play those classic Stax Volts groove, you know, it, it sounds like it was invented yesterday. That's what I love about them. On the second album, Sound and Color, they broaden the palette considerably, kind of going into Marvin Gaye, Curtis Mayfield, D'Angelo, mm-hmm. uh, deep territory, yeah. psychedelic soul in certain spots. Uh, this isn't one of those songs. Despite the psychedelic name, Shoegaze, it has nothing in common with Ride or My Bloody Valentine. It's just a, a rootsy, soulful barn burner. I love Brittany Howard. So, you know, imagine this is coming at you in shuffle mode. Just the best of 2015 on Jim DeRogatis' iTunes. Glenn Mercer, Leigh Butcherettes, Alicia Cara, Decemberis, and Alabama Shakes on Sound Opinions.
I'm Jim DeRogatis, and you're listening to some of my mixtape for 2015 on Sound Opinions. I guess for now you've got the last laugh. I'm sorry if I seem uninterested, or I'm not listening, or I'm indifferent. Truly, I ain't got no business here, but since my friends are here, I just came to kick it, but really I would rather be at home all by myself, not in this room with people who don't even care about my well-being. I don't dance, don't ask, I don't need a boyfriend, so you can't. We know, we know, we belong. 
hopes we wouldn't change But we had to change some You know to belong to you And we're aware that you cut your hair In the style that our drummer wore In the video But with fame came a mounting claim for the evermore, you know. So when your bridal processional is a televised confessional to the benefits of Axe Shampoo, you know we did it for you. We did it all for you. Cause we know, we know, we belong to you. We know you built your life around us. And would we change? We had to change some, you know, to belong. To belong to you You know To belong to you You know To belong to you To belong, to belong, to belong To belong, to belong, to belong listening to Sound Opinions.
Part of my mixtape for 2015 on Sound Opinions, that was Shoegaze by Alabama Shakes. Before that, the Decemberist, the singer, addresses his audience. Alicia Cara, here. Lay Butcherette's Oil the Shoe if the Critter Knew. And Glenn Mercer with Brian Eno's Here Come the Warm Jets. There are links to listen to our entire 2015 mixes at soundopinions.org. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we've got an interview with one of the great producers in British rock history, Glenn Johns. He's worked with the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, and Led Zeppelin. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Robin Lynn, Evan Chung, Alex Claiborne, and our intern, Libby Gornley. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. Hi, this is uh, Sean calling from Omaha, and this is about the best of 2015. And my pick didn't exactly hit the top five, but just a little bit outside. But unfortunately, it kind of got lost in the shuffle because they kind of buried the album in the dead of winter in January. But it was Lupe Fiasco's uh, Tetsuo and Youth. It reminded me about a lot of jazz in the uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s with like artists like Charles Mingus or John Coltrane. Just for his use of uh, banjo in some songs, this uh, kind of a overarching theme. Anyway, that was my pick. Great job, guys, and thanks. Hey, guys, love the show. Listened to the best album of the year show last week, and I was surprised at two things. Number one is, and I know, Greg, you're associated with Wilco, but I think sometimes we take that band for granted. I think this was one of their best records ever. I remember the Milky Way wide. I belong to the stars in the sky. That record was, I think, a representation, actually, of their live show, the way that the songs were structured. And then the other one that actually I haven't seen anybody list as their best album was one you guys exposed, I think, your audience to, which was Fraser A. Gorman, which I really loved. It's one of my favorite things uh, all year. But anyway, keep up the good work. Uh, appreciate what you guys do. This is Ben from Swarthmore. I think that you guys should really investigate the bad doctors of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You can call it post-punk, punk, Evo, influence, whatever. But they're doing unique things, fast and aggressive, but very creative use of analog synthesizers.
Hi, this is Abby from San Francisco. I'm just calling to give a general shout-out of great appreciation to you guys. I was just in traffic for 10 hours driving back home from the holidays, and I was alone except for sound opinions. And luckily, I had my iPhone well-stocked with past episodes, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for keeping me company on my drive It's always such a pleasure, all the different topics and artists that you talk about, all the music that gets played, as well as the discussions that get opened up. It just really kept me going that whole way. So thank you very much for what you do. I am a passenger. I stay under glass. I look through my window so bright. I see the stars come out. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.